Welcome to Focused on Forward. The purpose of this podcast is to focus on recovery from life situations, be it a disease, chronic or acute, perhaps the loss of someone so dear to you in death, or a change of life patterns that has affected you so profoundly that you have no choice but to find your new normal and become focused on moving forward. Each episode is designed to show the positivity that people bring to each and every one of their stories, the successes they've had, ways that they have become so definitively focused on moving forward. We look forward to sharing their stories, and we hope that they inspire you just as much as they have inspired us. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Focused on Forward. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Anne C.K. Nickel. Uh, I'm very excited to talk to Anne. She's got a, a really unique story about how she has overcome some challenges. She's overcome some obstacles. And not only that she's overcome them, but she's done it with a measured level of positivity. And so I'm excited to see how this story plays out and what really we can gain from it, knowing that uh, we all have an opportunity to overcome some level of challenges and obstacles every day in our life. And it's exciting to see and hear other people tell us of their stories and how they've done it. So Anne, welcome to Focus on Forward and thank you for being willing to share your story. Thank you, Tim. I'm very excited to be here. I appreciate it. Yeah, excellent. So what I'd like to do, Anne, uh, is I want to turn the microphone over to you now, let you tell us your story and uh, you can you can go into whatever depths you're comfortable sharing. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with about five years ago when I finally got the courage to file for divorce and leave an emotionally abusive marriage. Um, I had gone through a lot with that. It took me a lot of years to get to that point. And I finally got there, got the courage and started moving on with my life. And life was going great after that. I was enjoying life on my own. I had bought my own cute little historic house for me and my dog. Things were going great. Um, I even met a new man almost a year later and so found new love. And like I said, life was so much better. And then I was hit with the unexpected. Um, I got the flu one weekend and went to urgent care and they you know, did, ran all kinds of tests came back and said, I had the flu. That was it. You know, nothing else showed. So they prescribed me some pain pills and an antibiotic. The very next day, when I finally was able to get the prescriptions, I took that first antibiotic. And within about four hours, I had lost feeling in both of my legs from the knees down and I couldn't walk. So at that point, my boyfriend rushed me back to urgent care they didn't know what to do, so they then stuck me on an ambulance and rushed me to the hospital where they ran their own test, including another CT scan, and that CT scan, less than 24 hours after the one the night before, suddenly showed that my entire body from the kidneys down had filled with blood clots. And so they immediately rushed me into surgery and cut me open in both groin areas and went in and started pulling out blood clots, trying to get them all before one of them burst. And because when that happens at that point, usually your life is over. And so the surgeon, you know, rushed through the surgery, you know, pulling out blood clots, but then during surgery, 
he saw that my left leg had developed what they call compartment syndrome, meaning it had gotten so swollen it was about to burst. So he then performed what they call a double fasciotomy and cut my left leg open on either side of my leg to relieve the pressure to try to save it. And the good news is I made it through surgery and he was able to get all the blood clots out. And they ran, of course, more tests and another angiogram the next day to make sure that they'd gotten everything. And so at first, you know, I was so just, I felt blessed to be alive. When he told me in, in all of his years of surgery, he had never seen anything like it. He had never seen that many blood clots in one person. So he told me first, you're very, very lucky to be here. But then he went on to tell me about my leg. He told me what he did with it, but then said, even though I did this to save it, your leg and your foot are dead and we need to prepare to amputate. So that's what I woke up to. And so it went from, you know, the first moment of feeling so lucky and blessed to be alive to then hearing that they were going to take my leg. Well, for the next two days, luckily they waited because of what my body had already been through. So I took the next two days and basically tried to stay positive and not let any negative energy, you know, surround me. And I prayed and I visualized because I sort of believe in both. I also believe in the law of attraction and I believe in mindset and positivity. So that's what I did. And then I pictured myself in the future being back to normal, all body parts intact. And I focused on that vision and I held it for two days and tried not to let anything negative enter my mind and, you know, just let the doctors and nurses do what they needed to do with me. But I stayed positive. And on the third day, I received a miracle and my leg and my foot came back to life. And the doctors and nurses couldn't explain it. You know, for two days, there had been no pulse no, no, no sound, nothing from it. My foot was that awful black and blue and green color that, you know, means it's basically dead. And suddenly the color came back and they found a pulse. And by that afternoon, when all the doctors came in because they couldn't believe it, everyone kept taking turns listening. And at that point they had then found two pulses, which is what they look for. And so suddenly I had this other good news that, you know, you now get to keep your leg. And so that was, you know, amazing to me. You know, I felt, I felt like I had received my second miracle at that point. The first one when I lived and the second one when I got to keep my leg. But then the surgeon, a great surgeon, but very, very straightforward doctor then said to me, okay, you get to keep your leg, but, and I said, okay, what's the but now? <laughs> and he said, well, you still have no feeling when we, with the nerve damage, we have no idea if or when you will ever get your feeling back. And because of that, it's going to be very difficult for you to learn how to walk again. And you're probably going to be a gimp the rest of your life. And so then that's what I faced. And, you know, every day they came in and checked on me and every day I just, I tried to stay positive no matter what they said and then he told me about my wounds and he said, you know, one of them, I mean, they were, they were huge and they were so big and so deep that when they had the bandages off and they forced my foot to move because I couldn't do it on my own, I didn't have feeling. 
I could actually see inside the wounds and see my muscles and ligaments move, which is one of the worst things I think I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, and so, you know, there were huge wounds and the outside one had torn after he cut it. So then he told me, you know, these wounds are not going to heal on your own and you're going to need more surgery, a skin graft surgery, which would have meant, you know, more recovery, more wounds to heal from. And I decided at that point, you know, he was a great surgeon. He saved my life, but I'd already received a miracle. So in my mind, like if that can happen, then I can do anything. And so then once again, I just, I focused on positivity. And, you know, when he said the wounds wouldn't heal on their own, I went through seven long months of wound care treatments, but I did everything they told me to do you know, learn how to change my bandages, change bandages, you know, three to four times a day, constantly taking care of them. And in seven months, both wounds healed on their own. I did not need surgery. And then when it came to walking again, I started to get feeling back and got it back down to my ankle at about the two month point. And at that point I went and started physical therapy. And, you know, of course they told me the same thing. You still have no feeling in your foot it's good that you have ankle movement back now, but your ankle is stiff from not being able to move. So we need to work on that. And it is going to be difficult, you know, for you to learn how to walk again without this feeling. And I told him, you tell me what to do. You're the experts. I'll do what you tell me to do because I will learn how to walk again. I'm not listening to that doctor. I'm not going to be a gimp the rest of my life. And so they worked with me. I followed what they told me to do. And in six weeks, I went from using a walker to a cane. And by the time I left physical therapy, I was walking in the hospital without the cane. And so I just kept moving along and I kept focusing on positivity and on mindset and what I could do. And it still, it took a while. In fact, I'm still recovering a little bit two and a half years later, but I have all of my feeling back now. And now I'm just working on some nerve damage to my toes. Other than that, I'm about 90, I say 98, 99% back to normal after two and a half years. And I feel all of it basically was one faith and two mindset and believing that it could be done and never, ever giving up. Okay. That, that, that's quite the journey there. So yeah, let's yeah, anything anything hospital wise is always a little more. Uh, I think a little more trialsome on our on our emotions on our brains uh, because I think I think the natural inclination, especially when you're faced with a scenario with what with what you were dealing with there, I think the natural inclination is for the mind to go negative and mm -hmm. and to look at the negative and only focus on the negative. Um, so I, I think it's really good that you have a, such a positive positive mindset. But let's go back and let's talk about that initial reaction. You know, because here you are thinking it was just the flu. Yeah. Here you are thinking, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what the doctors say. I'm going to take my medication. I'm going to take these antibiotics. So when you went back, because you had the, the lack of feeling in your legs, you know, uh, when you went to the urgent care, what was your mindset? What, what, what was going through your mind? What were you feeling at that time? What were you thinking? At that point, I was scared to death. Basically, I had no idea what was happening in my body, you know, going from, 
you know, being sick in your stomach and your head and some body aches, which was not fun to go from that to suddenly not being able to walk. I mean, at first it was the lock, the lack of feeling, but I could still move a little bit. But even in that time from getting in my boyfriend's truck, which I could barely do to then getting to that urgent care place 10 minutes later and them wanting me to get out of the vehicle, I couldn't. And I mean, at that point I could not move my legs. Everything was gone. And so, yeah, I basically, the, the mindset at that point was just fear. I had no idea what was happening. And then <laughs> um, I'm sure we've all gone through this. Every time you step foot into a hospital, a doctor's office, anything, they put you through all the normal little tests. You know, they test your blood pressure. They want you to step on the scale to weigh. And I'd just been there the night before. And this nurse just, and I understand she was just going about her usual routine, but here's a person being wheeled in who cannot walk and is scared to death. And she wheels me back, does my blood pressure and asks me to get up and stand on the scale. <laughs> At that point, <laughs> That's yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> I went from fear. I met, and I said, I'm normally a very, very nice person, but I went from the fear to this moment of just, I guess, anger and disbelief <laughs> and looked at her like she was nuts. I said, are you kidding me? You do realize why I'm here, right? You need to fix my legs. I don't care about how much I weigh right now. And it just, I went through them fear to the anger, which, you know, at that point, you know, she realized, she's like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, she just was going through her routine. Um, yeah, she was just checking a box, making sure everything was done. Exactly. Um, but to me, it just, I just, I couldn't believe I'm like, okay, you, you all need to do something. It's a time to rush right now. So yes, it was, it was major fear at that point. Um, but they gave me something. I don't know what it was. So by the time they got me into the ambulance to take me to the hospital, I don't, it, from there, I was just relaxed. I, you know, it was the strangest thing because then almost your whole body feels that way at that point. And at that point I just said, okay, you know, at least they're doing something now. So now right. I'm going to find out what's wrong. They're going to fix it. I'm going to be okay. So that's the thought I had then. And then by the time I got there, they ran that quick CT scan. And at that point I was out of it. And all I really knew was that there was something horribly wrong and they were rushing me into surgery. And until I woke up, man, that, that was it. And then, like I said, then I woke up to finding out, you know, that I was lucky to be alive, but they were going to take my leg. And there was an, there was that fear there too at the beginning. And it, it, I think I was more in shock though. Sure. Than it was anything else. Um, because, I remember, as I said, just sitting there and not really knowing what to think. And I'm a crier. I cry at happy movies, sad movies, when people are hurt. I mean, I'm a crier. And for some reason, I did not cry. I just sat. And, you know, then I started working on the mind. And I'm like, okay, you, you've got to stay positive here. And I kept trying to tell myself that but I still think it was a lot of shock mm -hmm. and because I still didn't end up crying, even though there was horrible pain, there was all these different things. I did not cry until the moment, you know, after I found out I was going to keep my leg and then the doctor told me I was going to be a gimp for some reason, those words 
were what finally set it off. And I finally cried and I ended up crying for about 24 hours. I couldn't stop. And it's like once oh, the yeah. gate opened, it just, it wouldn't stop. Well, it makes sense. You've been holding it all back and, you know, mm-hmm. finally, the, you know, it was like a release valve. You, know, you exactly. let it go and boom, it's, it's going to go. Yep. And so when the nurses would come in at that point throughout that day, the first thing, are you okay? What can we do? Are you in pain? And I would sort of just laugh and tell them, no, I just, I can't make it stop. It once it got started, I can't make it stop. So I'm okay. And now that I have, you know, I just received a miracle. I get to keep my leg. I'm actually feeling pretty good. I just can't stop crying. And so then they kind of got used to that until the next morning. And finally, I guess I ran out of tears at that point. <laughs> and so then I was doing better. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Since 1982, Vital Signs and Graphics has been helping professionals with all their image, logo, and design needs. Perhaps you're looking for signs and banners, truck and trailer lettering, business cards, brochures, or other image and marketing aids, Vital Signs and Graphics in-house design studio has you covered. From logos to apparel, start to finish, Vital Signs and Graphics has everything you need to look and feel professional. Call Rick at 231-652-3300. He'll get you noticed. And now back to Focused on Forward. And then my uh, my family at that, uh, they, they're in Iowa. I'm in Texas. And when they found out, they, you know, got together, jumped in the car and came down. So when they left, the news to them was, you know, I was alive, but I was going to lose my leg. And by the time they arrived, they, you know, found out, oh, okay, we just walked in. You get to keep your leg? I'm like, yes. So, you know, they were excited to hear that. But then every one of them, you know, looking at me, you know, you could tell. Like, And then I saw, you know, they took pictures. because My sisters were trying to cheer me up, and they were putting ponytails in my hair and, you know, bringing me stuff. And when I looked at the pictures, though, I thought, oh, my gosh, who is this person? It's amazing what, you know, 24, 48 hours, actually it was th- uh, 72 at that point, can do to a person after right. what the body had just been through. Oh, absolutely. I, it, was, um, it was weird. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm pale. I'm withdrawn. I look horrible <laughs> at this point. And, uh, you know, so then you have all those thoughts like, oh, my gosh, you know, what just happened to me? And then uh, my sisters have both worked in hospitals and my one sister still does. My mom used to be a nurse. So I just assumed they're used to seeing all these crazy things that they would want to be in the room when the nurses came in to change my bandages and see those wounds because they're all so curious about that stuff. And my sister, one of them told me later, she said, that was one of the worst things I have ever seen in my entire life. Oh, wow. I, I had to fight throwing up when I saw it. And I said, oh, that's always encouraging. <laughs> right? And I said, Are, really? So with everything you've seen, I thought you'd just be fascinated with it. And right, she goes, oh. yeah. She goes, it is fascinating, but to but. see on your own sister and to see inside those wounds, it was, oh, she was, it was just awful. And all I kept thinking was, how can you not be in horrible pain? She was, and it made the rest of us, you know, hurt for you. And so then I realized at that point, I was lucky that I still didn't have feeling in that leg. 
it, you know, I could feel the wounds from where he cut me in the groin areas, um, you know, and they were changing those bandages every day, but I could not feel that leg yet. And so really to me, it ended up being another blessing that I couldn't feel that pain until it was about a month or two later when the real pain kicked in. And then that was from my nerves firing and trying to come back. Right. Yeah. The nerves coming back online. Absolutely. Yep. And so that pain set in and that was, I'd have to say probably the worst pain I've ever experienced in my entire life. And so that's when we talk about mindset, I had days and nights where it was really difficult to stay positive because the pain was so awful. Yeah. And, you know, I had to remind myself mindset wise, this means your body's trying to come back. This is a positive thing. Exactly. And then I would be up crying myself to sleep at night because the pain would shoot down through my leg and out through my toes. And it was the strangest feeling to have horrible, horrible pain in body parts that you couldn't feel. It made no sense to me. Like, how can this pain be so horrible when I can't even feel my leg and my toes? This doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that played heavily on my mind and it was difficult. But like I said, I just I knew if I let the negativity take over completely, it would be very, very difficult to get out of it. Yeah. So let's talk about mindset, because clearly mindset is a big thing that that's uh, a major part of your story. Uh, so look, we're, we're all human. We're all imperfect. We all have our moments. Even if we want to be a positive person, we want to have that positive mindset where negativity can and will creep in and it's, it's inevitable. Mm -hmm. So, um, even though you're going to, you were clearly doing your best to keep the negativity at bay, push it off, push it aside. What helped you the most to maintain that positive mindset? Other than you saying to yourself something along the lines of, golly gee, I got to I gotta buck up here. Uh, <laughs> what were the things that helped you to be focused on forward every day? Um, one of the things that helped, uh, I had friends who had either same a similar story or they had other friends with a similar story that they would put me in contact with. And so... Even in the beginning, when I was basically cooped up and in a chair and couldn't do anything or go anywhere, I had other people, their stories that I would hear. And just like hearing your daughter's story earlier, when you hear something like that, to me, it really makes you realize how lucky you are. And so even though I was going through that, it did help, you know, talking to other people who had been through something similar hearing their stories and then hearing how they recovered from it, you know, it makes you realize, okay, I may be going through something horrible now, but, you know, other people have gone through something maybe even worse than what I'm going through and they made it, they survived. So if, you know, someone else can do it, then I can too. You know, I've got that, you know, basically my mother told me I've been stubborn since the day I was conceived. So <laughs> I, I'm one of those people and I do, I am stubborn and like, okay, if somebody else can do it, well then dang it. So can I, and you know, I'm going to prove it not only to myself, but to everybody else that I can do this, that I can overcome this. And then the other big thing for me, I don't know, it just, it's weird. This, it just kind of hit me one day that 
there are basically two sides to everything in the world. Maybe not quite everything, but, you know, we have good and evil. We have light and dark, day and night. And even, you know, when it comes to the yin and yang and all these different things. And I realized there are two sides to every story or almost every story. And so if I look at it, and so when I started telling my story to other people to help them, you know, I would even remind them with mine alone, you could tell the story as I almost died. You know, it was horrible. Then when I made it through that, the doctor told me, oh, we're going to amputate your leg. And then I made it through that, but then I had seven months, you know, of wounds to heal, you know, and then I had to go through all this horrible pain, you know, as my feeling was coming back. So you can tell the story in that way, or I can tell the story as, you know, my entire body filled with blood clots, but I survived, you know, the doctors were going to take my leg, but I was blessed with a miracle and my leg was saved. And, you know, the doctor then told me I wasn't going to walk again or I might be a gimp, but I learned how to walk again in six weeks. So it's the same story, but you can tell it in two different ways. You can tell it the downside of the story or you can tell it with the upside of the story. And for me, I decided I'm choosing the upside every time. I'm going to look for that other side to the story and that's the story I'm going to focus on. And that's the story I'm going to tell. Yeah, absolutely. Power perspective is huge. It, um, it is. And it's not just huge from your own vantage point when you're going through it and how you choose to look at the scenario. But also, I think, like you just said, the, how you choose to tell the story moving forward, because our stories have a lot of power. When we talk to somebody about what we've gone through, what we're, what we're doing, what we've endured, our stories have power. And if we can impart that power to somebody else in a positive mindset and a positive uh, mind frame, I think is a wonderful thing because, you know, uh, I talk, I've talked to a lot of people with this show and everybody's stories are, are so inspiring. And I'm, I feel so blessed to have the opportunity to be a part of people's stories and help share their stories. And, um, but, you know, even though my experiences and my daughter's experiences aren't exactly the same. There are pieces of everybody's story where I can go, oh, I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. And because of the positivity that, that my guests have, it helps me to continue to move forward. It helps me to have that positive mindset and to continue to look forward. So I think that what you said is very, so very important when we look at how we're moving forward with our story and how we present our story. It does have an impact on, on other people and the way that they look at not only our story, but the way that they perceive us as well. And I think those are, are very important things. I, I totally agree. Yep. Yeah. So I'm at a point in the show where, where when I have people on, I like to ask two questions. Okay. All right. So uh, these, these aren't, these aren't brain teasers. They're, they're pretty easy. <laughs> so, uh, and, and they're pretty similar in nature to be honest with you. But so the first question is, Looking back over your journey, what was the single greatest lesson that you learned? I guess the single greatest lesson would be stay positive and never give up. Okay. Simple, easy, good. Mm -hmm. All right. And I think that goes back through your, your whole story. If we look at 
the entirety of what you told us from the start to, to what we, we were talking about right here, right now, uh, clearly positivity is a, a very important thing to you. So that's that makes sense to me. Okay. All right. Second question. Looking back the, over the entirety of your life, what's the single greatest piece of advice that you were given that impacts you today? The advice I was given? Sure. Oh, boy. Um, wow. That, that one's actually a tough one. Thank you. All right. All right. So I, I was half truthful. One's easy. One's a brain teaser. There you go. <laughs> um, because I guess there were several lessons. And actually, okay, I would say it maybe it wasn't actual words of advice, but it was seeing something else. And that would be. Okay, that works too. It would be watching what my dad went through. My dad, oh, he had a rough time the last 20 years of his life. And, you know, he, he also almost died, survived it. We almost lost him again. And then for 20 years, he went through basically a surgery every single year, um, you know, just in constant pain, you That's know. Rough. You know, very, very rough last 20 years of his life. But he was always a very positive and a very strong person. And, you know, when people would ask him about that, he basically would tell people the things that got him through one was his faith. And two was just, you know, feeling lucky, feeling positive about his situation that even though it wasn't great, he had lived long enough and you know, he didn't die that first time. And he was given another 20 years to see, you know, his grandkids grow. He was able to see great grandkids be born and see them grow at least part of their life. So to him, you know, even though his life was rough those last 20 years, he saw the positivity in it. And so maybe it wasn't words of advice, but for me, I think it was seeing that. No, that makes sense. And, you know, hey, there's the old saying, actions speak louder than words. So exactly. So, no, I think that's a I think that's very good. Uh, so, you know, you, you already had that that mindset being displayed by your by your father. And I, you know, and I think that's awesome that he was able to see the, the highs instead of the lows of mm -hmm. what had happened. You know, because, again, when I look back at our own experience, one of the things that I always told my daughter while we were in the hospital, you know, as as part of, you know, focusing on forward. And you know, that was our, our saying, focus on moving forward, you know, focus on moving forward. That's what we kept saying. Uh, but one of the other things I told my daughter quite often was that let's let's find the silver lining in this. When when we seem to be at our lowest of lows, when things were really bad. Hey, let's find the silver lining. What's what's the good news in, in what's here? Trying to find that positivity. So I think that's great that you had that example that you were able to use and then move forward with. Uh, as you got older. So that's fantastic, especially when, he, when it came to your own medical challenges. I think that's that's an awesome example to have. So, Oh, yeah. It helped a lot. Oh, I can only imagine. All right. So, Anne, if people are interested in finding out more about Anne, <laughs> where can they go and how can they, they learn more about you and your story? They can go to my website, Anne C.K. Nickel, and the name is N-I-C-K-E-L-L. -L. I always tell people it's like a nickel with two L's. <laughs> so anckknickel.com. 
And I have a blog on there where I share more pieces of my story, what I've been through. I give, you know, tips. I try to motivate and inspire other people through my story. Um, I have books on there that I've written, um, journals, planners, things to help people through, or they can reach out to me through my contact page and ask about coaching because I also coach women now on, I call it life story transformation coaching. So basically taking where you are in your life. And if it's not where you want to be figuring out, you know, why aren't you there and what can we do to get you there basically? So if they want to talk to me about that, they can reach out you know, to me on that. I said, or just check out the other things on there. Okay. I'll make sure that when uh, we put this episode out, that we'll have a, a link to your website included so that people can find you and find out more information about you. Um, and I think that I think that that's a very good thing that you're doing there. I think that uh, I'm, I'm hoping rather that that people will go check out your website and find out uh, and read your blog, find out a little bit more about your story, because uh, I know that there's more to it than what we're sharing here. This is kind of the cliff notes uh, of of these experiences. But um, yeah, so guys, go check out her website, ancknickel.com, and we'll have that again. We'll have that down in the information uh, posted below. Now that will be on on all the the audio podcast providers, and uh, yeah, we're just just so happy that you came on today, Anne, and, and shared your story. And I hope that somebody's listening to this and sees the power of a positive mindset. Thank you, Tim. I really appreciate it. All right, guys, thank you for listening today. That's going to conclude us for Focused on Forward. Well, that concludes another episode of Focused on Forward. To be a guest of Focused on Forward, you can reach us through Twitter at podcast FOF through our Facebook page named focused on forward or through email focused on forward at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing each and every one of your stories that has yet to be told. So until then be safe, be kind and be loving to one another as you stay focused on forward.